armchair. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? Rum and Cokes? Do you have any idea how important you this is? Really? This you is what have you're any doing? idea? This is what you're doing? Jake, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. YouTube Live. Radio Station. The radio station you can call your own. You're listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country, your first choice for Southern sports. Good afternoon. I'm Mac McGee. And I don't know much, but I know one thing. Did I call it or did I call it? I said the over-under for the Nets imploding once Katie got injured was the Super Bowl. We didn't even get to the link Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. Hey, howdy, hi, and how the hell are you? Welcome to the Armchair Quarterback Radio's Braves Country HD, wherever you stream, in Braves Country on 99.1 FM, the key. I'm Mac McGee. We've got Bobby on the way. We've got Tones on the way. We're going to do the cool games. We're going to do a couple of things we haven't done before since this is Friday. We're going to start leaning into the whole Friday thing. So Tones and I are going to give cheers and jeers at the end of the show. You don't want to miss that. And we're going to do some Florida, man. Why not? We're up here in North Florida, South Georgia, right there on the border. So might as well go get, we used to do this a long time ago and was going through some notes. We had a lot of fun with this, but before we get into anything, if y'all have missed this, this is beyond comical at this point with the NBA and the prima donnas. And, and as the Kyrie, uh, the Kobe Bryant meme would say, soft of these NBA players who are making a gazillion dollars a year, and yet they want to pout and be traded. So the newest is Kyrie Irving once again has told the Nets he wants to be traded before the deadline, which, by the way, is only six days away. It's only six days away. He can leave this summer as an unrestricted free agent, earning $36.9 million Next year in the in the final year of his deal, he would probably make more as a unrestricted free agent next year per year. So everyone kind of suspects that he was going to opt out. And he's tried to be on his best behavior after the ridiculousness that started this season off, which is always a thing with Kyrie. No one's ever doubted his talent. What they doubt is, what you're going to get from them, the effort, the, the care, the do I give a darn about them. And it comes and it goes. 
And when it's here and it comes, he's very good. He's averaging 27 points a game this year. I think five assists. Well, when it goes, it goes. And he, he doesn't show up. He will cause all kinds of issues in the locker room. And so with all that being said, what we're dealing with now is another NBA player. Last year, remember, it was uh, James Harding. Harden, excuse me. And strangely enough, the Nets. And a couple of years ago, when they first put this team together, I said it back then. This team was never going to win a championship. Though everyone was excited about the talent in the room with KD and Kyrie and Harden. The, all three of them want the easy way out. And if you don't believe that, ask an, ask an Oklahoma City Thunder fan who had two of the three in OKC. Harden gets traded to Houston, then he pouts and gets his way traded out of there. Then he, to New Jersey, well, excuse me, Brooklyn now. They'll always be the New Jersey Nets in my head. And then he pouts and finds his way to Philly, which right now he's saying and doing all the right things. But stay tuned on that because you never know. Then you've got Kevin Durant, who left to go basically ride the coattails of the Warriors and win a couple of rings and left OKC high and dry. Remember, at one point, OKC had an absolute juggernaut of a team. If they could have kept that together, they had Westbrook, they had Durant, and they had Harden. And also Serge Ibaka that, that everyone kind of forgets about. And back then, it was it was the belief that you had to build with one interior and two exterior because everyone was going off of the way that the Celtics did it in the late 2000s. The, the new Kobe Lakers followed suit with Gasol. And then, of course, the Heat followed that same model making sure they had Chris Bosh. And I think if they had to do it all over again, OKC would have gotten rid of Ibaka and they would have kept the other three and see what they could have done. But that's not where we're at today. Where we're at today is another crybaby who who wants to get his way and and he's going to hold the team hostage. And this is the thing that is turning fans off from the NBA. Because what about the fan who either A, lives in the city of said team and is putting all, pouring all this money into going to games, not just the tickets, but you think about all the expenses it takes to go to a game nowadays, the parking, the food, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Take the gas just to get down there nowadays, right? And... That fan gets scorned. And what about the fan that's being asked to watch it at home and they don't live in the market, so you're asking them to buy the NBA League Pass? 
if it's not someone crying and wanting to leave and not wanting to tough it out, it's what I think is just as worse. It's the load management junk. But now Kyrie wants out of Brooklyn because they don't know when Katie's going to be back. At first, they thought it was two weeks. And I think he's questioned whether Katie is going to play. So, this, so there's another fly in the ointment there. And if he does play, how good are they going to be? How is he going to be able to ramp it up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Trade deadline is Thursday. And then you'll have the all-star game about a week later. And what's strange about that is used to the trade deadline came after the all-star break, which I've always thought was a pretty good idea because you get, you get teams, you give teams, you give the general managers several days of downtime to just basically talk shop and figure out what they want to do with their team. Now you're doing it before the all-star game. And I'm sure there's a marketing reason behind it. It's always that with the NBA. But because it is moved up nowadays, they've got six days to figure out where to send Kyrie. And if I'm the Nets, I send him somewhere. Now, I know the the easy, logical place is where he was trying to bully his way into this summer. They couldn't get the deal done. He wanted to be a Laker. He wanted to go return with, with LeBron. And everything's going to be hunky-dory, and they're all going to be besties again. I'm telling you right now, he gets straight to the Lakers. I give that three, four weeks. Something's going to happen where the ultra-competitive LeBron is going to get ticked off at Kyrie because probably not something he does on the court. It'll be something he does off the court. It'll either be another ridiculous take on social media that he has to go back and retract and get a suspension for, or it'll be something more to the like of he'll, he'll decide that he doesn't want to play as much. He's going to get out there to LA and the bright lights, a big city. And Hey, uh, sorry guys, I'm not coming to practice because I told Nike or Gatorade or whatever that I'm going to cut this commercial today. It'll be something like that. And LeBron is still, whether you love him or hate him, LeBron is the ultimate competitor. That's going to drive him bonkers. Kyrie, this entire time that he has been in the NBA, he's either been in a market that wasn't a big market or he's been in a market where he has totally alienated alienated the fan base that no one has really been beating down his door to get him to endorse anything. He does have some endorsements, don't get me wrong. But when you consider the fact that Kyrie Irving played in Boston and in New York City, he should be the he should be Madison Avenue's favorite son at this point. But you don't see him in a lot of stuff because he's alienated himself. So, with all that being said, we are looking at a wild six days. We were already planning on paying attention to the trade market, and the NBA is weird. Some years, the trades don't really pop off, and they're very dull. And th- there's a piece here and there, but typically you're getting moves that are not, that are non-consequential for the average fan. You know, the big leatherhead is going to say, "Hey man, that's a big move. You're going you're going to help out with the with the the interior defense, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And your average Joe's going to be asleep at the wiggle. What? I don't care about that. I want to know where the stars are going. It's the same thing with most 
trading deadlines. I guess baseball has a little more. Baseball tends to have a little more star power at the trading deadline, but there's even years when, when that falls short. It hasn't been many, but now there's a very good chance he's going to get traded because if you know you're probably going to lose him, get something for him and just get him off your books and get him out of your locker room and give yourself whatever chance you have of trying to save that franchise. And you know who's going to be next, KD? He probably won't do it this week. He'll probably wait till this summer. He's going to want out. And I'd say get rid of him. Build the whole thing back up. And this time, Nets ownership group, Nets higher-ups. When you go to build your team and you're spending buckets and buckets of money on individuals, make sure that you know the characters of these individuals. Make sure that you know that this is a guy that you want to build around and that is going to go to the post every day is going to give it his all. Whether you hate LeBron or not, you can't say the guy doesn't try to win. But when you talk about some of these other guys in the, in the NBA, I mean, I, I think of some of the younger ones that I would build around. Jason Tatum comes to mind. He's got a lot of flaws in his game currently, along with Jalen Brown of the Celtics. But you can tell they want to go out and win. So the 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 issue with them long term is just they need seasoning. Even the great Michael Jordan, I remember every year before he became like dominant, they would talk about what he worked on in the offseason and worked on it vigorously. Same thing with all the greats in the game. It doesn't get as much coverage anymore because I don't think a lot of people like to follow. I think it bores them. But you will notice as the years go on, guys improving their three-point shooting, their ball handling, et cetera, et cetera. Those are the types of guys that you want to build around. And you're in Brooklyn, New York. You've got the money. You've got the fans. Brighten the paint on your floor would be the first thing I would do at the Nets. Every time I watch the Nets on TV, I think there's something wrong with, with the uh, with the color settings on my t- on my uh, television. Someone else was doing that the other day too, and I was like, "Oh my word!" There, it was college. It, oh, it was uh, Middle Tennessee State. MTSU's got that same gray, just dingy, dull look. And I think they believe that the other colors off of the paint is going to pop. But to me, what it does, it gives a very depressing feel. So that would be the first thing I would do. But the second thing I'm doing if I'm on the Nets, I clear house, trade all the bozos. And this time when I go to rebuild it, I'm going to make sure that I rebuild it with guys that want to win and that the fans are going to get behind. The fans are going to love. And there's plenty of guys out there, guys like Trey Young. I know there's been, there's been rumors about Trey Young wanting wanting a, a trade, but I haven't heard the stink where he, where he comes out and demands it. Trey Young is a guy that you want to build around because he tries. He wants to win. He's going to get better and better and better. But if if the Lakers are dumb enough to take on Kyrie Irving and give you anything back, I say do it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Bobby's going to join us. He's going to tell us what in the world the Arizona Cardinals are doing. They're asleep at the wheel. 
hire a coach already, or maybe they'll make a trade for Kyrie. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country, 99.1 FM, the key, and and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. But, you know, I want to say one thing in all seriousness. I feel sorry for you people that don't drink. I mean it, because when you wake up in the morning, that's as good as you're going to feel all day. Armchair. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. You're you're talking about a bunch of unproven kids who were in the prom. You know, literally, they were in the prom like six months ago at their high school. No, they weren't because, no, they weren't because they were all down. Exactly. They, <laughs> okay, they were in a. Part he's probably these are teenagers. If he's from a Big Ten state, if he's from a Big Ten state, he didn't have prom. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> they were at a virtual prom, anyways. So, uh, yeah, it's tough for Wisconsin. That's called porn. That's called porn. <laughs> Stop it. They get a. Um, they get a break this week because I, I got a mess to clean up, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, virtual. Prom. There's my walk off for the day. Thanks, Mac. I gotta yeah, drive my, my keyboard out now. Armchair. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia, home of Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks, weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on the key and youtube.com at Braves Country. On a TGI Friday, Bobby, did we not get some news right before we come on the air? How are What's you? Up? Bobby, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah. Good. Maybe, uh... How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. I'm uh, waiting for the Cardinals to hire a head coach, as you alluded to. Um counting down the days might be months at this point what is going on there i mean i don't know i don't know it i I guess they're all in on dan quinn and then that fell through so they went for sean payton he went to denver and now i don't know if they have a plan i i don't understand it at all um them and the colts they're the last Mm -hmm. two left and the only thing i can think of is if is that they're coveting someone who has who's gonna be coaching in the in the super bowl right yeah could possibly be this is just a thought could it be be enemy that's a possibility that for the colts job maybe but for the cardinals um they requested an interview with jonathan gannon 
they won't be able to do it until after the Super Bowl. But if that's the reason, if that's the reason for the holdup, then Jonathan Gannon might be their guy. Um, for the Colts, though, it could be Bienemy, it could be uh, Steichen. Those are two options, uh, two guys that they requested to interview, and I think they've already interviewed them once, actually. Um, yeah. I think it's about time for Bienemy to at least get a shot. Um, I agree. I know I've heard from from several outlets that he supposedly just gives really bad interviews mm. and that's why you're seeing guys get the get first time go around interviews that are getting these jobs that he that he's getting overlooked by yeah you know one of the best uh examples is the texans because they've interviewed the enemy in the past and yet they go out and grab D'Amico ryan's now, is that because he had the tie to the texans maybe but it's still it's it's a little odd at this point um I would just tell him to, you know, find a way to improve your, your, your process during the interview. Cause you're costing yourself millions. And the last thing you want is to something go awry one season. And they're going to point the finger at you. Like they did with, uh, Byron Leftwich down in Tampa. Mm. And it may not even be fair that the Leftwich got let go. But so, heads got to roll. Anytime something happens, mm -hmm. they're going to blame somebody. And the guys that are making that decision, they're, they're not going to let the, the blame fall on them if, if they can help it. So they're going to point finger. Going, oh, no, it's, it's the problem is this guy over here. <laughs> and if I'm the enemy, now one thing I've never heard, and it could be a possibility too, maybe he's expecting too long or too big of a contract in general, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe that's scaring some away because they may be wanting him to take the lower end and he may be saying, eh, man, I'm already a pretty good paid uh, offensive coordinator here and life's pretty good with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Maybe mm -hmm. I'll just wait out old man Reid to retire and I'll just become the, the heir apparent. Well, yeah, he doesn't have to do much in Kansas City right now to get a check. I mean, he's an offensive coordinator in an offense that has plays called by Andy Reid. Um, I still think he has a role in that offense and, you know, coming up with the game planning and stuff. But overall, he doesn't have a too hard of a job, and he's got a lot of job security. I don't think he'd get fired anytime soon. Um, it would take Maybe. a complete collapse for years. Um, but, yeah, I, it, he's probably have some, he, he probably has some demands um, that other coaches who don't have as much security at their current jobs ask for. Um, I think he has, a, he's in a great spot in Kansas city. So he might not be in any rush to go anywhere. I've got another theory. Maybe he's intentionally sabotaging. Cause he's like, dude, I have to do nothing. I get paid. Well, no one's ever going to fire me here. Why do I want to run off and go and go grab the Texans and see if I can turn them mm -hmm. around? Why do we, you know, why do I want to be the Jaguars head coach? Why don't I just want to go, you know what, man? If Andy Reid retires anytime soon and I get Patrick Mahomes in my prime, then then my stock at the end of the day is going to be much higher. I'll just ride this baby out. It reminds mm -hmm. me of years ago, there was a backup quarterback for Dan Marino for years. And I mean years. He was the backup. And my grandfather and I used to joke growing up watching the, the Dolphins, like, man, this guy's got the best job in the world. Because Marino, un until like the early to mid-90s, Marino never missed a game. Mm -hmm. he, he tore his Achilles one year, and the backups were rushing to duty at that point. I believe that was Steve DeBerg. But 
in the eighties, you just sat back there, held the clipboard and you always knew who Don Strock was on the field. Now, now they didn't just give him a different colored jacket, but Don Strock, because he never hardly had to practice and put pads on and all that kind of stuff. And I guess he was an avid golfer. He had the most golden tan you have ever seen on an NFL player on the sidelines. Serious. Go back and look it up. Look at the, look at the photos and look at the, at the video of Don Strock on the sidelines for the Miami dolphins. And he would call the place from the sidelines and would always have a different color cap or, 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 uh, or, uh, you know, jacket or shirt or whatever. So, so you knew who they were and all teams did that because, Back then, you, you didn't have the radio stuff going on in the helmet. But he had looked like he just came back from the Bahamas for two weeks. And what <laughs> yeah, he said towards the end of his tenure in Miami is he would hold out during the, the uh, not just the OTAs, but he would hold out during uh, summer camp. Mm. And then he would always agree to essentially the same contract, maybe a dollar more or a dollar less after after the holdout about a week before the season started but then he wanted to have to go out there and do anything one year it bit him in the butt he uh held out in the in the dolphins i can't remember if they traded him or if they just released him and he ended up and it, man you talk about going full circle he had to go and uh sign a contract with the with the cleveland browns oh. and ended up playing quite a bit because of injuries to testaverde and a couple other guys so he went from like, man, life is a beach, literally, to are you kidding me right now? <laughs> it's snowing sideways, and, and I'm playing for Cleveland. <laughs> oh, I and do wonder the, if the enemy's just going, eh, man. It's right. it's like the same thing. I mean, he doesn't have to do much. He's in the arguably the best offensive football. He's got it made. He's an offensive coordinator. He has job security. Like you said, he may take over his head coach one day. He's got it. I don't I don't see a good reason to leave unless he gets a crazy offer thrown his way the defensive coordinator for Florida state for a little over two decades, Mickey Andrews, mm -hmm. similar situation. So Florida state, they were always able to put up points the moment Bowden got there, but what turned them into a, you know, the, the national powerhouse that Bowden had them at was Mickey Andrews defense. But a lot of that had to do with the recruiting that, that, that Bowden was Bowden was just a guru when he came to recruiting. Like no mom ever wanted to say no to Bowden when he came into the living room. He had that all shucks charm, right? Mm -hmm. I remember several times them asking Mickey Andrews about head coaching positions around the country. And at this point, he was the highest paid uh, coordinator in the country. And he said, why would I want to leave this? Are you kidding me? Because I'm in Florida. All the pressure's on Bobby. Mm -hmm. And our in our defensive game plan most days is man on man and blitz when I want to blitz because they had all the athletes. So I just wonder if, if the enemy's like, I mean, what what do I have to do here? Mm -hmm. Andy redraws up most of the stuff. I just mm -hmm. have to sit in the meeting and nod along. And go, yep, that's right. Like, Listen, to Andy, <laughs> what he said, and and not to mention the fact you're you're working with with the arguably. Well, now that Brady may or may not be retired, he is the best quarterback in football, right? So mm -hmm. the only thing that they're missing is another Tyree Kill type or some elite wide receiver, but they'll get that in the draft eventually.
I'll get that. And they have some guys in there on their team like Sky Moore could develop into that. He's still a rookie. He's had some uh, big moments and big games. He had a big return last week. Um, so he's come through in some big moments. We're talking uh, about the one where there were nine b- blocks in the bl- in the back. <laughs> hey man, it didn't get called. It didn't get called. Did he have the big return, or did <laughs> his his uh, illegal blockers have a big return? <laughs> that may have been the case, but regardless, he, he's he came through and he made a big play, and then. Along with that, he got some reps uh, because a lot of receivers went down for the Chiefs last week. I was watching so. the buddy of mine, and he was like, look at that block in the back. And I was like, which one? Which one? <laughs> There's like nine of them. Well, that on the, on the last play where – or the last play of the, the Chiefs offensive drive where uh, Osai hit the guy – hit Mahomes out of bounds, I, I could have counted two missed holdings on that play on the offensive line. So, uh, yeah, I, I think so- it's fair to say the Chiefs got some help there. Those I'm a little more lenient on. Because you could call offensive holding on almost every play at every level of football. Yeah. It's very rare that you see a play that you're like, man, those were clean, executed blocks. There's usually a thumb sticking somewhere that shouldn't be. They're grabbing, they're biting, they're clawing. Um, I mean, I, I say what they ought to do is just let them, pull, let them hold each other and let's get back to old school football. Let the defense hold each other. Let the offense hold each other. Let's have a scrum. Let's go. Let's do it. Kyrie Irving, I did find it interesting. Where is the, uh, where's the comment? So one of our viewers is talking about Kyrie. Now, I, I think he said it to the Lakers, but He's got a couple of good points. The Raptors would be interesting. I don't I don't know if the I just I don't know if the Raptors would put up with his nonsense. But you know who's dumb enough to put up with his nonsense as uh the comment is here is the Mavericks. Mm. Art Cuban is pretty stupid. For a guy who's as smart as he is, he's pretty stupid. I could see them making a trade for that. That when he was requesting a trade in the offseason as well, they were a name that was brought up. Um, like you mentioned, the Lakers, they could be a suitor for him. Now, the only way I see him going to the Lakers is if the Nets give Kyrie the chance to choose what team he's traded to because um, they won't have the best package to offer the Nets. There's just no chance of that. Um, so that's the only way that can happen. They're not going to have a good – No, nobody's going to offer up a, a big package. for what, When you see what's what the Nets get for Kyrie, everyone's going to be shocked. Because it's six days before the deadline. He's a free agent if he wants to be at, at the end of the year. He's you know what he's gonna do if you don't trade him because it's who he is. He's gonna quit. Mm-hmm. He's he's gonna give up. He's gonna not show up for meetings, whatever. He may not even play. He'll play to an extent because he, he wants to be go become a free agent. So I don't know if he'll cause like an outright stink, but he's not going to give you his best effort mm-hmm. and let him get any kind of a twinge or a tweak. And he's going to be out three weeks with the, you know, quote unquote injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the domino effect of this is it'll probably, it probably won't happen until this summer, but Katie's going to start asking for a trade again. Yeah. And, and that... go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, there's been some talk about maybe them trying to just sell all the way at the deadline. Um, I don't know. They'd, I, they'd probably get a better return for KD now with teams potentially being desperate, wanting to get a guy like KD and go for a run at the championship. But I think it'll either be at this deadline or probably this summer that he's moved. Yeah, because remember, there was a big 
uh, firestorm last off season, them talking about Katie to the Celtics. Yeah. And I was on the fence as a fan. And then I started hearing about what they would want. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't mm-hmm. want any part of getting rid of, of, because I knew Tatum wouldn't be involved, but I don't want any part of getting rid of Brown. I think Brown and Tatum mm-hmm. is what you build around. And if they're expecting the moon and stars for a guy that you're having to pay through the nose, like there's no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, well, another team that could be interested in Katie or Kyrie, if Katie potentially, he, they were a favorite to get him last off season. Um, but Kyrie now they need a, they'll probably need a point guard. I think they're moving on from Chris Paul. Um, the Suns could be looking at Kyrie here. That could be a move they make. You know who needs to go after him is is a team like the Hawks because mm-hmm. you you've got the cap room. If you could put Trey Young with KD, you might have something there. Yeah, I mean when you talk about teams that are going to be interested, there's going to be like twenty five teams interested. There's going to be very few teams that aren't interested. And, and if they could keep Dejounte Murray too, that would be a really good trio. Right now, depends on what they're going to have to give up. I believe KD will still have two years left on his deal, if memory serves me correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they're they going to want something. But as long as you don't have to give up Trey Young to get him, I'm, because at that point, it's not it's not really a lateral move, but it's kind of like, well, what did we do that for, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm not going to be able to keep my stud to add a stud with him, what what did I do that for? It's just like with, with the rumors of Lamar Jackson coming to the Falcons in a trade. Well, what do I have to give up to get them? Because if I have to give up a whole boatload of talent, I understand I'm going to have to give up draft picks, but I have to give, if I have to give up some of the more talented players on my team, then what am I doing this for? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they, so and, and anyways, interesting on the Kyrie front, Arizona Cardinals, what's your handicap right now? Where we're your heart of hearts, honest engine, None of this Sean Payton nonsense anymore. Heart of hearts, where do you think the Cardinals are going to hire that coach at? I have no clue. I don't have a good read on it right now. They interviewed three new candidates this week. I think they're all in contention. Uh, Mike Kafka was one of them. Lou Anarama was one of them. Brian Callahan, uh, the last two, they were both Bengals coordinators. Um, And then, then Vance Joseph, his name keeps coming up about potentially getting promoted. Um, Aaron Glenn, we interviewed him a couple weeks ago. His name's starting to resurface now. Um, I, if I had to guess, it'll be one of those five, but I can't get a good read on who it's going to be. What, what you need, being a Gator fan, you need them to back the truck up and make a run after Kirby Smart because that would help you both ways. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to hard it if we get Kirby Smart out of the SEC East. Because Billy Nate is going to do his best to just drive that thing, drive that Gator uh, program off a cliff. I'm scarred from hiring college coaches. I don't know if we should do that again. That's You're trying true. to tell me you wouldn't be excited if Kirby Smart came to the Cardinals. You would. There's two <sighs> reasons. You get you get him out of the SEC East. I think it'd be say, better for the Gators than it would be for the Cardinals. And you, and you would say, eh, "What's the worst that could happen to Kingsbury? <laughs> he can't. He, he can't be worse than Kingsbury. Definitely can't be that." Definitely can't be that. The difference between Kirby Smart and Kingsbury is Kirby Smart not only has the two national championships, he had a winning record, okay? <laughs> and when they hired a college coach that couldn't get a winning record. Yeah, I, that that hire is still inexplicable, and uh, there's no justification you could make for it. I know he coached some good quarterbacks in college, but he couldn't win with them. I don't know what Kingsbury – there was no excuse for him getting the job. 
And I'm it's shocked that another team in the Jets gave him it. It's the, same, it's the same junk that FSU did with Willie Taggart. Fan mm. base said, wait, wait, what? Hold on. This guy, because we were like, oh, yeah, he's coming from Oregon. And then you pull up his personal record. You're like, what the? <laughs> what? Yeah. what did we do? Mm. For me, though, my, my personal. What's going on here? Right? <laughs> yeah, my, my personal number one for the Cardinals job, though, is Anoramo. I really like what he's done with the Bengals defense. It doesn't have a ton of talent, not nearly as much as the offense does. But uh, he seems to put together a good game plan defensively every week. You want and the team loves him, coach. Even though Kyrie, oh, not Kyrie, Kyler Murray is a is a mess. Look, I just want a good leader, and and I'm confident that Anaramo, you know, with the connections he has, the Bengals staff could bring over a good offensive coordinator. All right, well, that's fair. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little more football and a little and a little more. Uh, college basketball. We got a big weekend of college basketball ahead. We'll be back uh, back in a flash here on Braves Country, Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. I mean, it's not easy being me. When I was born, a doctor told my mother I did all I could, but he pulled through anyway. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of the Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Screen pass to Trayshawn DeAndre on the right side. Touchdown! Rod, wait a second. I think there's a flag on the play. All right, you guys got holding on number 97, right? Yeah, definitely holding. No touchdown. All right, make the call. Yeah, I mean, it was holding. So make the call. Or, you know, we say the flag was for an excessive celebration so they can keep the touchdown and apply the penalty to the kickoff, huh? What do you say? What are you talking about? I didn't see excessive celebration. You sure? Get us one. I saw a little nae going on. What's going on with you, man? All right, look, guys, I got to be real with you. Treshawn DeAndre just scored that touchdown. Okay, I have him on my fantasy team this week. I need these points. What? Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you, Bill. I'm playing against my father-in-law this week, and if he doesn't score this touchdown, I lose. Well, I'm not going to let you make a bad call because you're in some fantasy football league. Make, make the call. Craig, no. If you make one bad call. This works out perfectly, Bill. I started the quarterback who threw the touchdown pass. We're going to have to ignore the holding call. I have the kicker, and I was kind of hoping that he wouldn't convert on third down, so he'd have to kick the field goal. Armchair. Enjoy sun-drenched days, epic stays, and plenty of room to roam in Greater Fort Lauderdale. Our hotels, attractions, and restaurants have taken the Visit Lauderdale's Safe and Clean Pledge so you can relax and explore with confidence. When you're ready for that well-deserved staycation, our 23 miles of golden beaches await. Find wide-open spaces to hike, bike, kayak, and paddleboard. Learn more at sunny.org. Are you okay, pal? I had a rough day on the job. Uh, are you going home now? was about to well then you just fulfilled the first rule of law enforcement make sure when your shift is over you go home alive shula soon changed sunbathers into flag wavers as miami earned instant success under his command in 1970 shula's first season as coach a team that had won only three games the year before won 10 and made the playoffs in his second season, Miami won 12 and reached the Super Bowl. In 1972, Shuler's third year, the Dolphins were literally unstopped, winning 17 straight, including Super Bowl VII. Armchair. 
Welcome back. Watching the replay of the East-West Shrine game. Man, what a dull junk bunch of junk that was. It's 3-3 three to three heading to the half. I think this game was played last night. I just have I think, uh, curious to see if there's any big plays. Guys, you know, the, the, the East-West Shrine game. I've been watching this since I was a kid. It used to be a bigger thing. It used to come on, on Saturday afternoons. And it would be on a major network growing up as a kid. And it was usually late Saturday afternoon. I can remember watching it with with my grandfather, my dad, and everything. And we were always looking to see if there were any, you know, players that, you know, that we recognize off of teams that either A, A, were pulling for or B, that we played against. But now, this is one of the problems with with the, with the Shrine game is you'll see a helmet and you think you you think you're looking at a guy from North Carolina, but it'll have 16 stickers all over his helmet. And you're like, I don't know who that is. I saw a guy with a Gators across his helmet a second ago, but it was a it was a garnet or crimson helmet. Like, hmm. so I was like, I, don't, I was like, I don't know. So he so so he got the sticker from someone in the game that went to Florida, right? And he yeah. put it on his helmet. But it, it confuses me even more. Like, well, who is this guy, and where did he play? Yeah, that's that's pretty strange. Well, speaking of Florida players, I think uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, I saw something about Trey Dean. I think he might have won defensive MVP at game. this game, at yeah. the trying game. Okay, mm-hmm. Senior Bowl. Uh, I believe that Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. I believe I didn't. I know they've been doing the practice all week, and they usually do it the Saturday. I'll double check that, but uh, it's, you know, they've kind of lost their luster because years and years ago, these all-star games, guys were going in there to try to make a name for themselves. But what I see now is most of your studs aren't playing in any of these games, right? Mm -hmm. Because the last thing they want to do is get hurt. So they're really the outer, outer, crust of the players and let me see yes it does come on tomorrow afternoon it's uh looks like it'll be 2 30 eastern so hmm. i always record them and then i'll go back and watch them but i'm never locked into them because like tomorrow yeah which leads into this perfectly there's a lot of good college basketball on tomorrow mm-hmm. and well, i'm not going to watch an exhibition when i can watch you know guys actually trying to win Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. And of course, the name of the game is <laughs> two things: a who who you betting on, and b the the bracketology. This time of the year, right before you get to the Super Bowl, I start opening up bracketology almost every day and start going, "Okay, what's the guy's name? Joe Lundy or something like that? Joe mm-hmm. Joe Lenardi? Lenardi, yeah, mm-hmm. Joe Lenardi. I'm looking at the bracket watch right now." And the first team out, which which this is, this becomes very relevant, uh, is Texas A and M, and they're playing the Georgia Bulldogs tomorrow. And the last team in is Oklahoma State. So on the bubble right now, what they're looking at, according now, of course, this is according to Lenardi of ESPN. I know there's a million of them, but I go by one because if you're going to pay for a subscription, you might as well take advantage of all the all the stuff they give you. And 
the last, the first four out, excuse me, the first four out, they've got AM ranked at the top, then, then Florida, then OU, which OU just got a big win against Alabama last weekend, mm-hmm. and Charleston. The next four out, Wisconsin, Seton Hall, Penn State, and Arizona State. The last four in, meaning if they lose, then they head to the other side of the of the seesaw. It's Kentucky, West Virginia, Nevada, and Oklahoma State. Kentucky might be in trouble. Yeah, well, they well they started off so slow and so sluggish. Now they've been playing better basketball of mm-hmm. recent. Nevada has a big game tonight. They play Boise State. No. Hold on. I got it written here somewhere. I saw them on the Nevada. Is it Air Force that they're playing or is Boise State playing Air Force? Let me double check that real quick. But Nevada's got a big game tonight. Of course, it'll it'll be on late, so a lot of people won't, won't stay up for it. But Nevada... They are, I think they were an 11 point. Yeah, 11 point. Okay, they're the ones playing Air Force. Mm-hmm. Boise State is playing San Diego State, who's ranked number 22 in the country. But this is a big game for Nevada. So they're an 11 point favorite, and they need to keep winning or they're going to be in some big time trouble. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and a, lo- a loss to a team that you're an 11 point favorite against would definitely push them pretty far outside that bubble. Yeah, and as far as the Georgia Bulldogs, they're on the outside looking in right now. They they'd have to get hot. They're four and five in the conference. They're fifteen and seven overall, and they're one and two versus teams. One win, two losses versus teams in the top twenty-five, which isn't shabby. But like a game, a win against. A&M tomorrow would be big for the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. So they so they definitely need a big-time game. And then when you look at some of the games that are going to be going down. So tonight, by the way, that, that San Diego State game I was talking about, that's at 9 o'clock on FS1. And they're playing Boise State. Now, Boise State's 18-5 and five and 8-2 and in the Mountain West. San Diego State's 17-5 and five and 8-2 and in the Mountain West. So it's a big matchup tonight. The difference being with San Diego State being a five and a half point favor, I think a lot of people are wondering why. Well, there there's a consensus belief in the college basketball world that Boise State uh, is a little overrated. But they'll have a chance to prove that tonight. That game is in San Diego, and as far as other games tonight that you may have your eye on the Nevada game. Let me see if that game is, uh, I'm assuming that that's on. No, it's, it's actually on, on, on a, a cable network. It's on. So the Nevada game is 11 o'clock Eastern. It's on CBS sports network. So you don't have to have the plus to get that one. There was a pretty good game. Yeah, there it is. Um, well, that's not a good game. <laughs> Never mind. I was looking at Eastern Michigan ball state, but ball state's got a good team. And they host Eastern Michigan tonight. Most of your other games are on the plus. I think they're doing a lot of that. Um, this is the NHL All-Star Weekend, right? So they're they're doing all the all the games and stuff. To that point, have you watched any of this uh of the NFL 
cable games. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, what they're calling it. I haven't watched any of it. In fact, I didn't even know it started last night. Um, the marketing, they didn't do much work marketing that because as much as I keep up with the NFL, I had no idea it was even starting last night. Yeah, you know, that you bring up a good point. Mm-hmm. As much as they try to throw junk down your throat, I really didn't know it was on until someone mentioned it late yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I flipped over there for about 20 seconds. I was like, what is this junk? And I changed it. And I did see a funny video. They were playing dodgeball. Mm. Did you see that this was Saquon Barkley? I saw him get hit in the face. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking, <laughs> so they quit playing tackle football with these guys in the Pro Bowl because they said they worried about player safety and the concussions, et cetera. And then they're letting Barkley get smoked in the grill by a by a, a volleyball that looked like it was going about 100 miles an hour. <laughs> As he's heading to free agency. Now, what kind of sense does this make? I mean, Giants must have paid someone to bring his price down a little bit. Because he got drilled with that. <laughs> got I mean. smoked, he got smoked. <laughs> I'm, all I see, open up my TikTok, and all I see is the, the little caption that says something to the effect of Saquon Barkley hitting the head with it. And I'm thinking it's just going like, to ricochet off his head. And I don't even know who threw it. But whoever it was, man, he wound up and he absolutely I mean, that dude, that dude's got a hose on him. I don't think it was a quarterback, so whoever that was, if it doesn't work out for him in the NFL, there's gonna be some major league baseball teams see, seeing if he can possibly be a little bullpen help. What was funny on it too is that it kind of it kind of knuckled at the end. So even Jeez. if you thought and I bet you Barkley thought he was gonna miss him. But it it veered off at the last head, bam! Yeah. Face. And he turned around when he got hit too. He's like, "Ooh, it looks a little, a little lost." I've been hit in the face a few times with other things, and I I, I could feel his pain. I was like, "Ooh, good. Ooh mercy!" <laughs> Tap out on that, buddy. Especially dodgeball; those can hurt sometimes. There's some pretty cruddy games on tonight, but tomorrow there is some pretty interesting college basketball action what games have your eye um i'm looking at purdue against indiana purdue's the number one team in the country right now they're only a one and a half point favorite though against indiana because they're playing on the road uh it's a big big 12 game big uh, big 10 game sorry against uh two ranked teams so that'll be fun to watch and then another one i'm looking at is texas versus k-state uh they're both 18 and four uh big 12 teams and keontae johnson actually he plays for k-state now well, I'll tell you what, spoiler alert, unless that line drastically changes, that'll be my lock tomorrow. Purdue's going to pound Indiana. Yeah. yeah. Their um, defense is unreal. Yeah. Yeah, they've looked great this year. Their only loss came at home, too, and it was against Rutgers. You're not going to be – it's 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 impossible to be perfect in basketball. It, it really yeah. is. It's – you're Especially asking – regular season. You're asking young kids, 19, 20, 21 years old, to be that focused every single game. It's going to happen. But mm-hmm. and look, Indiana's not a slouch, but I just don't think that they're going to be able to handle them on the boards. Yeah. They, they pounded the stew out of Penn State the other night. I hit that for a chicken dinner. I, I saw the line. It was like nine, and it was, it was a part of a teaser I did. 
So it took the line down to three, and by like I don't know, 10, 15 minutes in the game, I was like, "This is over, man! This is over." <laughs> Coasting. The Cohen's ain't gonna be happy about that one. The game, the games that I have my eye on. I mean, look, I like the big, the you know, the top twenty-five action, but I'm more of an SEC ACC guy. That Tennessee Auburn game at two o'clock. I just wish they didn't have it in the middle of the afternoon. It kind of stinks mm-hmm. that it's at two o'clock. I wish it was later, much later, in, either late afternoon or early evening on a Saturday mm-hmm. so, so you can get some stuff done. Uh, and then where's it go? There it is. 8.30, Florida, Kentucky. Two teams on the bubble. It's in Rupp Arena. Now, when these two teams are really good, that's a fun rivalry. They're okay. not – they don't stink this year, but they're not upper echelon like they are sometimes. And that yeah, – I'm, well, I'm telling you, that, that Georgia-Texas A&M game, Texas A&M better watch out. Georgia is – you know, they've struggled on the road, but they've got the ability to pull off the upset. And AM's got to get that win. They have got to mm. get that win. The Alabama at LSU has no vibe for me. I feel like Alabama's gonna roll all over them. Yeah. And ACC action tomorrow. We've got a couple of interesting ones. First of all, number six, Virginia at Virginia Tech. It's got the rivalry aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And Virginia Tech, though they're three and eight in the ACC and 13 and nine overall, they're actually better than their record. They will come up and they will bite people in the butt, and Virginia better come ready for that game. Mm-hmm. Especially the rivalry game. Florida State's at Louisville. The only people watching that is going to be some kind of hostage situation. Um <laughs> I, I it's it still cracks me up, and I know it's because of injuries and suspensions, but it's funny how Florida State's had a competitive ACC record, but their overall record seven and sixteen. And if you go in and you look at their, you you look at their, the games they've lost early in the year, like who, who have they lost? I mean, have you taken a look at this? I haven't. No, but the, the early games they lost the season are usually the previews. They got blown out by uh, Central Florida. They got handled by Troy. Oh. They beat Mercer, but barely covered the spread. <laughs> they got smoked by Sienna in Ta- Tallahassee. That's inexcusable. They lost to Stanford <laughs> by 10. This is not a good Stanford team, although they did win me some money last night. Um, Nebraska. Roasted by Nebraska in Nebraska. I mean, in Tallahassee. Well, they lost almost 20. And then here's the part where it doesn't make sense. Then they start getting guys back. Number five, Purdue. They actually only lost, but only lost by 10. You, I thought they were going to get smoked in that game. Mm -hmm. I was like, here we go. Purdue is just going to put the throttle down. This was back-to-back games. Then they go uh, up at number three, Virginia. I, I think there was two days in between the games. They only lost by five, and that game was right down to the wire. Mm. But well, then they're keeping the big ACC games competitive. Blown out. I mean, they're just up and down, up and down, up and down. Ugh. They got smoked by Miami. Miami's good this year, but not that good. Yeah, that, that sucks because they've had some good players come through the program. So it is but, yeah. not going well because of injuries. Like I said, I they've got five guys out for the year for with a uh, mm. injury. And they got one guy that just came back uh, from a suspension. But unless you win the ACC tournament, none of this is going to do you any good. 
No. You're not even going to go to the NIT. <laughs> no. You're going to lose record. <laughs> so you got to be a special kind of crazy to watch that game. Mm. At 2 o'clock, I'll be watching Tennessee Auburn. I will. I mean, I'll probably have Florida State on the background somewhere, but I'm not watching that game. Louisville's 3-19 and with a 1-10 and record. That's bad. That's another team what? that fell from grace. Wow. What the name of Denny Crumb is going on around there. <laughs> All right, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, Tone should be joining us, and we're going to do the cool games and uh, give you our locks. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Come on, baby. It's Friday. You got to be excited about that. Huh? Huh? Come on, Friday. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Armchair. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good afternoon. And this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. Duke's women's college basketball coach, Kara Lawson, said the teams played with the men's basketball for the first half of a loss to Florida State on Sunday. The 16th-ranked Blue Devils lost to FSU in a landslide in Tallahassee, and she's blaming the ball. After her Duke team beat Pittsburgh on Thursday, Lawson ended her news conference by stating, quote, this would never happen in a men's game. This would never happen. It's embarrassing for our sport. The circumference of a women's ball is about an inch smaller than a men's ball and is typically two ounces lighter. Lawson said that throughout the first half, Duke players were complaining about the ball and it was addressed at halftime. The ACC released a statement saying, we have concluded throughout our investigation that it was not a men's ball. The conference in Florida State is standing by that statement. Cincinnati Bengals running back Joe Mixon has been issued an arrest warrant for misdemeanor aggravated menacing, according to court records. The complaint was filed Thursday in Ohio's Hamilton County. Bengals said they were aware of the charges against Mixon. According to the warrant, Mixon allegedly pointed a gun at an individual January 21st and said the person should be popped in the face, unquote. The warrant states the incident occurred on the intersection of Walnut Street and East 3rd Street in downtown Cincinnati, one day before the Bengals defeated the Bills in the divisional round of the AFC playoffs. In 2014, Joe Mixon was charged with misdemeanor assault for punching a woman. At the time, Mixon was a running back at the University of Oklahoma. He alleged he was called a racial slur, which prompted him to use an anti-gay slur before the assault occurred. Mixon was drafted by the Bengals in the second round of the 2017 NFL Draft and signed a four-year extension in 2020. Light night for big-time college basketball, but you do have number 22, San Diego State, who's 17-5 and five on the year and 8-2 and two in the Mountain West. They're giving up 5.5 points to 18-5 and five and 8-2 and two Boise State. That game is at 9 p.m. Eastern on FS1. And in the NBA on national television, NBA TV, the Phoenix Suns are at the Celtics, Boston giving up 9 over under 220. The Hawks, 9 p.m. Eastern at Utah. Utah favored by a point and a half over under 241. And that's your armchair quarterback sports flash. Stay tuned for Braves country right here on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia, simulcasting on youtube.com at Braves country. 
It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Hey, Braves fans, thank you for listening to Braves Country Baseball. Hi, I'm Mac McGee, and we are here to bring you play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch of your Atlanta Braves, bringing you spring training and two to three games a week all season long. Please like and subscribe today, Braves Country Baseball. Can you keep a secret? Of course I can. I lost all our money today betting on sports. Damn. I know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Can I tell you a secret? Sure. Yeah. I lied. I can't keep secrets. Wait, what? Armchair. Welcome back. Tampa Tones joining us here in the second hour. And uh, I guess I should turn my camera off. And uh, I'll tell you what, today we all look like we're uh, going in either for an interrogation or an interview. None of us have ball caps on and hair is combed. <laughs> TJ Friday, baby! How are you, Jones? Good, brother. I'm in the Sunshine State. Always a good time in here in the state of Florida. So that's why I got my hair looking a little better. No cap on quite. Me and the lady got dinner tonight. But I'm. I was about to see your girl pointed at you. She combed your hair. Yep. Yep. She giving me that look still. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with you? Comb your hair. What's wrong with you? Enough hat here for now. (laughs) Oh, man. We've got a. The weekend before the weekend, right? So you're going on a cruise, right? Correct. Tomorrow we leave on that. So I'm in Orlando for the day before. Where are y'all going? We're going to Eastern Caribbean, Tortola, U.S. British Virgin Islands. And then uh, we're going to St. Thomas. And then we're going to Castaway Key, which is in the Bahamas. Wow, the Caribbean. Caribbean series. I I had that on a little bit ago. I ended up changing it to put it on the senior bowl. I'm telling you right now, I'm thinking I'm going back to the Caribbean series because it's higher scoring. Um, <laughs> that senior bowl. Is, I mean, it is plum garbage, man. <laughs> I've got that recorded from last night. We, we were talking about this earlier times. Did you watch any of the uh, pro bowl stuff? I don't even know what they're billing it or how, how they're trying to sell it. Yeah, it was interesting. When I was at the airport, I was watching the longest drive competition. I believe it was the golf. And then I watched a little bit of the quarterback throwing competition. Let me tell you, Derek Carr took that as an audition. It seemed he was on fire last night, but it was uh, interesting to say the least. I'm not sure if I liked it more or liked it less, but uh, it was interesting. The only thing that I saw was the, was Barkley get, uh, smoked in the face with the dodgeball, and then there was a there was a video that was that was being circulated today by one of the NFL writers showing the 
the uh, the robot that was designed to be the wide receiver in one of the competitions and that how this robot, I guess it's got some kind of AI can slow up and speed or slow down and speed up depending on the ball. They said that man, but I, I, I watched a couple of the videos and like they showed Trevor Lawrence throwing the ball and a couple of passes that he threw that weren't right on target. That, that robot just kept going <laughs> and then it would slam on the brakes. I was like, it was slam on the brakes like well after the balls hit the ground. <laughs> I'm like, like, all right. I mean, I you know, could I design better? No. But if you're going to get my attention retweeting something, let's get it together. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Sounds like former Bucks receiver Tyler Johnson right there. <laughs> well, yeah. It, well, it's it's not just you know, fair enough. But I'm just sitting there thinking like. The way they, the way the the preview to the video looked and sounded, you thought you were about to see some amazing stuff, and instead, I couldn't tell the difference between that and what was the what was the movie back in the day in the eighties with the robot. Um, God bless. I'll think of it in a second. Uh, short circuit. It looked, mm. it looked like short circuit out there. Just be bop, 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 bop. You know, <laughs> like it's there's nothing spectacular about this thing. E.T. phone home. Yeah, short short circuit. That's probably a little bit before y'all's time, but um, I guarantee there's a gif of short circuit somewhere. All right, let's get into uh, it's that time of week to talk about cool games. Now, usually we got football games to talk about, and sometimes you know in the near future we're going to have some 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 basketball playoffs, and we're going to have you know Major League Baseball, et cetera, et cetera. There's there's so many games going on this weekend and none of them really jump out to me. So instead of me picking games and y'all voting on them this time, I told y'all to come up with two cool games apiece. And I'm curious to see if anyone had the same ones. Um and before this starts, wrestling in any form of UFC is never going to count as a cool game because it's got to be a game. It can't be a, a an event. It's got to be a game. So before we start with that, um, Bobby, we'll start with you. Give me your first cool game. My first cool game, I'm going to the NBA with this one. It's one of the Saturday games. Uh, I've got Mavs versus Warriors. It's two teams sitting right above 500. Or, well, the Mavs are right above 500. The Warriors are right at it. Um, so it could have some playoff implications later down the line. Um, if Curry is healthy, ready to go, we'll see Luka versus Curry. So that should be a fun matchup. So we we'll, could be in for an entertaining game. I had a f- well. I knew that game was going to get picked. I feel I had a feeling Bobby was was going to be the one that picks it. Tones, give me a cool game. We mentioned it in the commercial briefly, or in the scoreboard update, I should say. I think Phoenix Boston's a cool game tonight. I know Phoenix hasn't been playing up to par; they're getting nine points and whatnot. But this is a potential uh, not only playoff preview, but if the Suns get it together, championship preview, let's say. So a lot of telling on the court tonight in that one. See, the only pushback that I'll have on any of these games y'all have mentioned so far is do we know all the starters are going to start? And that's, and that's what always throws me off with the, with picking NBA with being Mm -hmm. cool games. Mm -hmm. What's the playoff start. I get it. Or, you know, the game means something at the end, but my first one that I went with, um, I, I went with Florida, Kentucky. It's an 830 tip-off. It's ESPN Saturday night. 
And that game has a lot of implications on the winner then kind of gets a foothold in on, on the bubble and the loser is going to be on the outside looking in. So I, I think that's a cool game. And anytime you get Florida, Kentucky, it's a good rivalry. It's, it's Rupp arena place is going to be going bananas. I, I haven't had a chance to watch any of the really good rivalries yet. I've caught some, some, some college basketball in the last few weeks, but I haven't gotten one. I haven't got, I've, there hasn't been a game that I've been this excited about. So I, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, Bobby, what's your next cool game? Now I'm heading back over to college basketball. I'm going to go with Texas and K-State. I had mentioned it earlier, but it's two teams with the exact same record, a Big 12 game. Uh, could have a lot of implications with the Big 12 tournament whenever that comes around. It's Texas versus K-State, and it's got a player I like, Keontae Johnson, always going to root for him. He's playing for K-State. That's my what time one. is that game? That is Saturday. I, let me pull up the time real quick. only had the day written down. It is, let's see, I'm in trouble finding it here. That's all right. I'll find it. I, I thought you knew off the top of your head since you said you're going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure it out when Four the time o'clock comes. ESPN I'll figure it out tomorrow. <laughs> Four o'clock ESPN too. I, I saw it when, when I was prepping for it. I have a hard time getting fired up about big 12 games, but yeah, I mean, it, it is a good matchup. Two teams who are seven and two. Um, man, once again, I swear, Texas, it doesn't matter what sport they play. I've got to see it to believe it. Every time I get excited about, oh man, Texas has a pretty good team. And then I'll sit down to watch the game or, you know, I'll put a few bucks on them or something. And then the score will flash across and like the Tennessee game. Now I, I took Tennessee when, when they played Tennessee a few weeks back, because I just like, this is Texas, Texas is going to lose. Man, fair enough. Tennessee blew their doors off. Yeah. What was their other look? <clears throat> this is a rematch, by the way. Kansas State, Texas. Texas lost the first game by 13 in Austin. So that'll be, and that game wasn't too long ago either. So, Tones, what is your second cool game of the of the weekend? Tomorrow, a noon tip-off, 12 o'clock. Iowa State home against Kansas. It's a pick in that one, Kansas uh, was the number one ranked team to, for a little bit at the beginning of the year. So we'll see if they could come back and uh, try and reclaim the top spot down the road or keep playing good basketball. But Big 12, I know it's uh, Big 12, but to me, that's a good battle we got on our hands. That's tomorrow at noon in a pick em. It's an interesting one. Iowa State's undefeated at home. So something's got to give there. Kansas, mm-hmm. Kansas is obviously always the front front runner in in that conference to to win it they're undefeated the only reason why i wouldn't have picked that one is it's not even the big 12 thing it's like what what noon you gonna play this game at noon mm-hmm. like the big 12 constantly playing their big games at noon football basketball they got curfew out, out there or something i don't i don't know about <laughs> Oh man! It just seems like it seems like ESPN could have made this the six o'clock game, or really they should have made it the eight thirty game and had the Tennessee, uh, excuse me, the 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 Kentucky Florida game lead into it. I agree. My second uh, cool game of the weekend is got to be Tennessee versus Auburn. I do. I would. I really would prefer it if it wasn't being played at two o'clock Eastern. I mean, that's a dud. But I am excited to watch that game because it's number two versus number 25. 
Tennessee, number two in the country. They just lost to Florida, and it wasn't particularly close. What was it, 67-54? And I watched quite a bit of that game. And it, there was a part where when Tennessee made a run after falling down by a bunch where you thought maybe we were going get, to get a great, down, get, great game down the stretch. And then Castleton from Florida just had a big second half, and, and that put a, a stop to all that. But that game, 2 o'clock, so if you're wanting to build your day around some SEC basketball, 2 o'clock is the – I mean, the way we've built it, and we didn't uh, – Doing kind of coercion prior to this. Tones is noon tip off with with Kansas State. I mean with Kansas. That I gave you Tennessee and Auburn at two. Then at four o'clock, Bobby's other Big Twelve matchup. And then the two eight thirty games, Florida, Kentucky, and then also the NBA game. The Mavs. We're mapping it all out for the people. And then, of course, tonight you'd get it started off with uh, Celtics versus Suns. But if it's, I'm telling you, if it's anything like I turned it over Celtics Nets the other night and they just started blowing their doors off. And I I guarantee it was around the middle of the first quarter. Kyrie said, I want to be traded. (laughs) (laughs) We made it this month. But. Again, at one point it was 33 to seven in the first quarter. I was like, well, this is a dud. Mm. No Kyrie. I mean, uh, KD. And um, if it's anything like that, and you never know, because some of these teams, you would think that, that the big teams would, would start their big players against big matches, but they don't tend to do that. They'll say, you know what? We're, we'll, we'll just take an L tonight. We'll, we'll, we'll let the young guys get out there. And in a few days, when when we're at home against the Orlando Magic, we'll put our starters out that day. That happened the other night. The Clippers were on the road playing a back-to-back against the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Bulls. They rested all their star power against Cleveland. Then they put it all out there against the Bulls and ended up coming back on the Bulls and won. So as a Bulls fan, it's like, oh, you can have saved them for us. You can have uh, sat your starters on the night against us. But that you know that just goes that goes to show that the the, the NBA is flawed. You they've got to they got to fix it. You either got to get rid of. You have to have one or two things happen. You either have to eliminate a bunch of games off the schedule to make every game much more important. And I don't think fans would care if you jacked up the prices per game, but you had much less games. If you told a fan that they only had to go to 25 games a year, go to 50 games a year, they'd probably be somewhat thrilled even even if the price went up quite a bit. Because that's, what, 16 more times that you don't have to get in the car and drive down to the stadium. Mm -hmm. But they either have to do that or the only other solution around this would to have the season last much longer and have the games much more spread out. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's back to backs, it's a given. You see a back to back in three in uh, three games in four days or anything like that. You're like, at least one of those games they're going to be doing load management. Mm-hmm. And I'm always thinking to load manage as a fan. I'm just going to like I'm saving myself up for playoffs. I, I want to rest up like y'all are, so I'm not going to watch any of your junk here in the middle of February. I'm resting up for June. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Hey, for real, though, if they're doing it, why not? 
I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I don't want to get burned out. I'm like Kyrie, man. <laughs> I'm asking for a trade. I, I want to be traded o- over to XFL viewership for the next <laughs> Or USFL, Arena Football. They just came back mm-hmm. with that. So many seconds. You know, it's funny. Since you've been doing this show for about 10 years. I, I know everyone probably thinks that I got this vendetta against the NBA. What they don't understand is that I grew up a diehard diehard Celtic slash NBA fan. And they lost me around 10 to 15 years ago. And there's a lot of things, but the number one thing was the load management junk. I was like, you used to get excited on Sunday afternoon when you saw it was Celtics, Lakers, let's go. Middle of January, you didn't care. It meant something. Mm-hmm. Now, Kevin like, Garnett. Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Kobe Bryant. It was game on. Now, now it's more like, oh, Celtics and Lakers are playing. Wonder what time? Oh, my bad. That was last night. I didn't even pay attention. <laughs> LeBron is uh, on the bench for load management. I bought I bought the NBA league pass years ago. I did it one time. I saw I saw so many games where the guys were coming to the play. I'm like, I'm done with this. Why am I doing that? Not worth watching. Bobby, what is your lock? of the of the week my lock you had actually mentioned it earlier and i have it written down when i saw purdue was a one and a half point uh favorite i thought that was easy money against indiana i know it's a road game but that should be a game he's the number one team in the country i think purdue is going to go in there and win and do it by at least two points so give me purdue right. minus one and a half all right brother well we will see you next week enjoy your weekend and uh, you. and i'll be back in a flash we're going to give our locks here on the other side of the break and we're going to get in to what is going on in the nfc south they need about four quarterbacks in that division we'll be back in a flash here on braves country been all over the world beat them all and it's hard to believe isn't it really hard to believe that so much man could be wrapped in such a good-looking package. Hockey season, and that means new merch over at ourdragonsmerch.com. Get the latest designs and some of our fun new souvenirs ahead of what's sure to be a great hockey season. Celebrate another season of River Dragons hockey by getting a new look to wear on game days or surprise the big-time sports fan in your life with a new keepsake that will make them a River Dragons fan for life. Order online right now at ourdragonsmerch.com. That's the letter R, dragonsmerch.com. We'll see you at the rink. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's The Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Enjoy sun-drenched days, epic stays, and plenty of room to roam in Greater Fort Lauderdale. Our hotels, attractions, and restaurants have taken the Visit Lauderdale's Safe and Clean Pledge so you can relax and explore with confidence. When you're ready for that well-deserved staycation, our 23 miles of golden beaches await. Find wide-open spaces to hike, bike, kayak, and paddleboard. Visit your favorite attractions, then dine out in style in dining rooms or al fresco on waterfront patios. Learn more at sunny.org. 
Whenever I bring home Entenmann's Little Bites muffins... Little Bites? That's right, sweetie. Can you just give Mommy a minute? I love Little Bites. I know you do, but we're doing a commercial right now, okay? Got it. As I was saying, whenever I bring home you-know-what, you-know-who gets pretty excited. And so do I. Little Bites muffins are made with real ingredients, no high-fructose corn syrup, and are baked moist and delicious. I love Little Bites. Here you go. Yes. Entenmann's Little Bites muffins. The perfect portion of happiness. Hi, this is Britney Spears. It's what up, what up, this Jay-Z. This is Jennifer Lopez. Armchair. Welcome back! We are taking you all the way to the top of the 5 o'clock hour. First name sports on Sports Map Radio Takeover. Remember to get your weekday started here on the key 99.1 FM. Ryan O Radio Penitentiary, 7 to 10 a.m. Rod Peterson show from noon to 2. Sports beat 12 to 3. And then we're here, Braves Country, 3 to 5, Monday through Friday, a TGI Friday. Got a couple of things that we're going to be doing uh here in a second that uh a little different than what we've done before should have some fun here want to try to loosen up the the show on a friday uh tones before i forget what what is your lock of the of the day got pistons at home tonight minus half a point against the hornets at the seven o'clock eastern tip-off tonight have you seen anything as far as their their injuries or anything like that if they're I mean, they, their, their main young guy, he is out for the season. But as far as everybody should be playing tonight, Sadiq Bey and all those guys, I didn't see anything on their injury report about any scares or whatnot of unexpected people, that is. Of course, for folks who may or may not have uh, be new to, to NBA betting, what you want to make sure of, because the NBA is the worst about this, check the injury reports. And usually Twitter's the best tool for it but check the injury reports about a half hour before tip off before you actually lay it down mm-hmm. I, I hear you on that because these spreads change like crazy in the nba too one guy goes down who you don't expect next thing you know you go from getting four to giving three or something like that i am going to go to the hardwood but in college basketball where i feel much more confident as far as guys showing up and whatnot and see what time this game tips off. I think it's an early game memory serves. It is. It is a 6 p.m. and it is on ESPN plus. Give me Brown over Dartmouth. Brown, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and grab the money line because it's only minus 125. Brown has been a pretty good team in Dartmouth. They are gonna get killed on the boards tonight and I expect Brown who has had their way with Dartmouth in the past, and they've kind of taken their foot off the gas. Give me Dartmouth. I mean, excuse me, give me Brown. They're on the road, but that's usually not a big deal in Ivy League play. So I'll take Brown um, and minus 125 on the money line. And away we go with that. All right. Let's talk about this NFC South. That right now, if, if the season started tomorrow, your starting quarterbacks would be Kyle Trask, Sam Darnold, 
maybe Andy Dalton, even though he's a free agent. And Ritter, Ritter, who right now in the clubhouse would be the best quarterback in the division. What is going to go on with this? Uh, first of all, let's address your bucks and then we'll go from there. Oh boy. A lot, a lot of questions, a little answers to answer right now. And as you alluded to the only quarterback under contract for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it isn't Blaine Gabbert, longtime backup. It isn't Tom Brady, Super Bowl champion. It isn't Ryan Griffin. Who's been here for eight seasons. Now it's Kyle Trask. Who's only gotten a handful of snaps in a meaningless game last season against an Atlanta Falcons team. So you really wonder what direction the Bucks will go in here. They find themselves down but not out of the NFC South because, as you alluded to, all the quarterback troubles, all the quarterback problems. The division's wide open right now, and now you're going to have to look at it like this. Are the Buccaneers going to tell Todd Bowles, hey, Todd, you're going to be back for a third year no matter what? Eh, we wouldn't mind if you lose a couple of games next season. You roll Kyle Trask out there and you go that route, or you go, hey, I'm Todd Bowles. If I get fired from this job, I'm probably not going to get another head coaching job. So let me try and go field the best veteran available. Right now, I look at the Bucks and I see a realistic possibility of a quarterback room next year featuring Kyle Trask, probably re-sign Ryan Griffin for extremely cheap to keep continuity going. And then they'll probably bring in a guy like a Sam Darnold or a Taylor Heineke. And I say Sam Darnold because Todd Bowles actually drafted Sam Darnold when he was the head coach of the Jets before he got fired after a year of coaching Darnold. That led to his first firing. What's he going to do? Repeat the cycle? Well, it's just the Bucks are in such a hard spot because if you want to trade for a guy, you know, you're around minus 35 million against the cap right now. If you trade for someone, surely you're going to have to release veterans already. But if you trade for a quarterback such as a Derek Carr, you're going to have to even release more veterans. And so, so personally, I don't even want to go the Sam Darnold route. I would start Kyle Trask this year and see whatever happens, happens as he was a second round pick. Not that he looks promising, but hey, if you get the first pick of the draft next year, you're looking at a Drake May or Caleb Williams, perhaps. So the biggest question to me is not what Todd Bowles wants to do. It's what the front office wants to do. Because if the front office feels comfortable that they're not going anywhere, they could leave Todd Bowles out to dry, mm-hmm. right? And they could go exactly what you're saying. Just give Kyle Trask a chance, see what he's got. Maybe he's got something. Maybe he's not even what you want to do long-term, but maybe you can build some kind of draft capital for him. It's really going to come down to what they have. I'll put it to you this way. They're not going to make a coaching change this year, Mm -hmm. but could they be possibly eyeing a new coach for next year? And they're going, you know what? Todd Bowles is going to have to take it, take one on the chin. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying Todd's not going to go out there and try to win, but you can only win with what you're given. And if they don't make a serious play for like a Derek Carr, I don't think Aaron Rodgers because it's NFC and I don't think the Packers would make that trade. Mm-hmm. I also don't believe Aaron Rodgers wants to go follow, follow in the footsteps of Tom Brady either. Right. Correct. I think he wants to go out and blaze his own trail. So if they don't go, what's most likely the two best options would be Derek Carr or some insane package to go get, Lamar Jackson, but then you're going to have to 
I think I think in that package you would include some receivers to head the other direction, so that if look it, the way they're constructed, Tampa Bay, if they went out after Lamar Jackson, you'd almost want to get rid of. I'm assuming Godwin and uh, uh, Evans are still under contract, right? Correct. Evans has one more season left after this next one, and Godwin has two more years left. So you'd almost have to have to put some kind of package together to send those two receivers north and give me Lamar Jackson and uh, either A, they would want a Dobbins, or B, it's probably more 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 realistic to have Andrews a part of the trade. Because you have to change your entire – the problem with going out and getting – Lamar Jackson, you have to change your entire roster. You can't have a bunch of guys out there who are used to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are not going to be happy in a Lamar Jackson offense. They're going to be ticked off. The, the, the two of them will combine for maybe a hundred catches, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you need to go out and get a fullback. You would need to beef up the whole line. You're right. You'd have to change it completely. Yeah. You'd almost have to swap rosters. The team that makes more sense to me to bring in Lamar Jackson is the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons make a trade to bring him in, and I guess you'd probably send Ritter as a part of the package so that the Ravens could see what they had with him. But at the same token, you wouldn't have to make a big move for the tight end because you, you got Kyle Pitts. I think... I think Cordell Patterson would be phenomenal along with Algier in an offense that featured Lamar Jackson. And that's, that's who I have as the favorite to land Lamar Jackson, because just like what we just talked about is Baltimore going to trade Lamar Jackson to the AFC. I don't think they are. And don't forget the Ravens have a Pro Bowl quarterback. Just kidding. Snoop Huntley somehow got into the Pro Bowl. That just shows how watered down it is. But I like the Falcons or I like the Commanders if I had to choose a landing spot for him. I think he ultimately gets franchise tag, though. I could see the Commanders as well, NFC team. Um, I mean, honestly, if if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'd want to come play for the Falcons. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want anything to do with the Commanders. Not not just because of their ownership and the and the craziness that, that just tends to go on with that, but also Ron Rivera to me is he, he's one of these retreads in the NFL, these coaches that don't win a whole lot, but somehow he continues to kind of chug along because that one time at band camp where he had a good team and he got him to the Super Bowl, but since then Ron Rivera has not really had that great of a resume. Definition of mediocre. Yeah, he he had Cam Newton in his prime, and he had a phenomenal defense led by Keekley and company. But since then, he tailed off. In into Carolina, he's done nothing in Washington. Only thing he's done in Washington is repeatedly put the wrong quarterback behind center, and give up assets for that quarterback. Yeah, so I really do. I that's why I I like Lamar. Ja- I've been saying this for a while, but I like Lamar Jackson to Atlanta, and Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. 
and Derek Carr, I think he would rather go to Tampa because you got more toys there. Mm-hmm. But if what, Tampa believes in him, and if they don't, then I kind of see him going to Carolina. I agree with that. I think if he would choose between the two, I think he'd prefer Tampa. If Tampa pivots on him, I like Carolina for a landing spot for Derek Carr. Boy, I hope we don't add Carr and Lamar to our division because uh, that'd be tough sledding for us. But, hey, uh, very realistic possibilities all around. Well, the only good thing is it, it might improve your chances to get the number one overall pick next year. True. <laughs> tanking for Caleb. Yeah, and that's just the thing. The Bucks can never seem to uh I mean it's obviously not Caleb Williams' fault, but the Bucks just never seem to do it right on the first round quarterback pick. Josh Freeman, Jameis Winston, it's just uh, Vinny Testaverde. We just can't do it right. Steve Young. Mm-hmm. And we got rid of him too early. Well, that wasn't Tampa's fault. He didn't want to play for Tampa. Can't blame him back in that day. He uh he he essentially everyone forgets it, but he essentially did the same thing that it, it was a little more dragged out, but he did the same thing that John Elway did, which was asked asked to be let go of Tampa. <clears throat> That's the whole reason why Bo Jackson ended up with the Raiders because he refused to play for Tampa. Mm-hmm. We that, it was like that back then in the Ray Perkins era when we were doing two days blacked out on television in the Tampa area. It, it was few and far in between to bring in good wide receivers, good uh, weapons, or draft. Nobody people. wanted to play for. I mean, every time they would get a good pick, they go, oh, "I don't want to go there." Correct. You know, that's the one thing for people to forget about is that though it's the NBA that dominates the headlines with it now, the National Football League started the prima donna. I don't want to play for that team. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it happened to be with the Bucks. Not a lot of it. Yeah, no, I mean, it. no, it it did. Because I because I was living down in you know in this area at the time. And I was like, man, they're never going to turn it around. <laughs> the yucks. We we were called forever. It's the like yucks. Cody Dungy coming. That's one of the reasons why they went after a defensive head coach back in the days because they wanted to bring in build on defense because they realized like, dude, we're never going to get anyone come in here. Even when Warren Sapp was drafted by us, he literally said in his mind, and he dropped in the draft, remember, a little bit off the field troubles, but when Warren Sapp was drafted by the Bucks, he literally goes, oh, man, I just got drafted by the Yucks, and he said he looked around and felt a little nauseous at first, but hey, he uh, ended up with a Hall of Fame career, so I think it turned out all right. It's a little different than what it is. Now. See, back then, the reason, why I don't, the reason why you don't get it as much in the NFL now is because back then, People, people were starting to realize they could make money off their off their likeness in the National Football League off of off of commercials, and and Bo Jackson figured along with Steve Young and John Elway, we'll put him in that same category. They figured they could they could make more money at getting advertising dollars if they weren't playing at said franchise. So that's why they didn't want to come to Tampa. That's why they didn't want to go to Baltimore. Nowadays, it's no longer the case for pretty much every sport but mainly the national football league you all the games are televised nfl is king you can make bukus of money in kansas city missouri just as much as you can do it in new york city 
And I think, speaking of New York, I think the last time we've seen that was when Eli Manning was drafted by the Chargers and then refused to do that and then got traded to New York a couple hours later. And that really had more to do with his dad not liking the Chargers organization and their higher-ups. Yeah, you're right there. You are right. But, yeah, yeah, that that was another one. And I remember at the beginning of his career, I didn't like him. Because I don't like any of these prima donnas that say, I don't want to go play for you. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. It's a privilege to play for any of these organizations. You're in the NFL. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do some happy hour stuff. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Braves Country, weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern, 99.1 FM, The Key, your first choice for Southern Sports Talk. Max, a woman in my section wants to know if we do anything gluten-free. What do I tell her? Tell her she's not allergic to gluten. She's just masking an eating disorder. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question, and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Hey, Braves fans. Thank you for listening to Braves Country Baseball. Hi, I'm Mac McGee, and we are here to bring you play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch of your Atlanta Braves, bringing you spring training in two to three games a week all season long. Please like and subscribe today. Braves Country Baseball. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at you, savings coming at you. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Braves Country. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. Please like and subscribe today. YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Is this the suicide talk or the nickname talk? (laughs) George, what is that? It's, It's nothing. It's got no snap, no zip. I need a nickname that makes people light up. You mean like Riza, Tebow. But there's no T in your name. What about G-Ball? There's no G-Ball. There's a G-Spot. That's a myth. <laughs> T-Ball, the ladies are gonna love you. Welcome back. Where does your, uh... Your boat takes off tomorrow? Yes, sir, tomorrow. What time? It's about, I have to be there 11.45 a.m. It takes off around 2 p.m. Oh, that's actually not bad. We had to be there pretty early from, from what I remember. 
Oh no, oh no, 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 no. They drop you off really early. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. They so, drop you off really early. I think they drop you off, you know, they say seven, eight o'clock in the morning, something like that, but they start pushing you out before then. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm looking forward to it, but I, I didn't get internet out there last time. So hey, if if I go miss it on Twitter or something like that for a week, it's uh, not because I went overboard. It's just because my phone isn't seemingly picking up signal. When was the last time that you went on a on a cruise? In May, we did the Western Caribbean. It went Mexico, Grand Cayman, Bahamas, and Jamaica. That one was a lot of fun too. So we're cruise people. We enjoy it. We uh, we went right before the pandemic and got off the boat literally like a week or two before they shut all, all of them down. We were one of the last boats that they allowed to, to come in back off the high seas. Where did you port out of? Uh, I want to say Tampa. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was around the Tampa area. Probably either... Either there or Port Canaveral, probably. I'm trying to remember. It, you know what? It, it might have actually been closer to Cocoa Beach. I can't remember, but well, no, no, it would have been on the left coast because we ended up going to Mexico. Mm. So I, I want to say Tampa wasn't Tampa; it was right outside Tampa. It was right in that area. Right. But we had, but but now that I remember it correctly, it was uh, around. It was like mid to late afternoon that we got on the boat, but then they kicked us off really early. Yeah, they that's the thing, man. That last day, they don't waste time. They get you out of there. All right. Do a couple of things, little cheers and jeers for this week. Uh, before we do that, I do want to do a Florida man for you here. That's We haven't done Florida man in a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, a long time. I think the last time we did that was way back when we were on uh, the St. Augustine station and Doug and I used to do it. So I was going through my notes. I was like, man, we don't do Florida man anymore. That's a little ridiculous. We used to always finish the, the Friday show off of Florida man. So here we go. Uh, we're going we're gonna to bring this back in. Here's some Florida man. And if you're looking at the screen, see now this comes from the Miami Sun Herald. And evidently, Ferrari store in Dade County. Now they said nobody was hurt, but the car got about halfway through the elevator and then the, and then the actual elevator collapsed. Oh, now I don't know how, now what's left out in the story is whether or not someone was originally in that car and they just happened to be okay. But for folks that can't see it on screen, the, <laughs> this Ferrari it's, and it's a Roma. So it's a, it's a quarter million dollar car is upside right like its nose is sticking straight in the air and god bless so they don't go into detail on on what the actual faulty system of it was it just said the crash happened while a customer was taking their car to the third floor scary day etc etc the quotes everyone was okay but the shaft just collapsed i guess this elevator has always been okay before they've they've moved these the, these cars up and down on the showroom, but this day, I guess this happened uh, early this morning. It was a uh, upside down forty-five foot boom, and it said um, 
about 50, 50,000 pounds of pressure when it, when it hit the ground. Did you imagine seeing not only your car free falling like that, but a beautiful car such as that just so much weight to the ground? It's a miracle nobody was hurt. Mm, An absolute real. miracle. <sighs> nothing it's good no, could have came out of it. It's a miracle if nobody gets fired over this because quarter million dollars, dude, someone's head's got to roll. Yeah, you're not kidding. And all that damage as well to, you know, probably at least the elevator and the building itself on top of the vehicle. I know they're going to have some kind of insurance, but you're going to take some kind of hit on this. I'm sorry, it was mm-hmm. Palm, Beach, Palm Beach County. Palm Beach. Makes sense where the shoe fits. <laughs> yeah. So. I love these Florida games, though. Uh, one of my local stations does florida or ohio where they read a story and you got to pick if the story's from florida or ohio never never disappointed florida's great (laughs) florida man is always undefeated yeah uh cheers and jeers this week i mean the first jeer i have to give out to is this josh sills the strangest part about this story though for folks that haven't caught this josh sills offensive lineman for the eagles has been put on uh suspension by the NFL. Oh, oh, what's what's the term they use for that? The uh unrestricted list. Yeah, under so he's getting paid but he's not allowed to play. He's a second string offensive lineman for the for the for the Eagles, but he is a big deal because they got some guys banged up and he was expected to play quite a bit. But he's being accused of Sexual assault is the cleanest way that we can share that. But the strangest part about when I first read it, I said, oh, back in December. So it took him a second. It's December 2019. This is just coming to light. The week that, or, you know, the month that the Eagles are in the Super Bowl as well. I, But obviously it was already in motion Mm -hmm. because he was indicted. And to get indicted, that doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, they said they were investigating him shortly after the incident. The interesting thing about that story was she was the girl who was um, assaulted, at least allegedly assaulted. She was with her cousin and her cousin walked out of the car and, you know, she said, oh, the cousin just kept walking like nothing was happening. I mean, it's three years ago, so so I don't know what to believe. And I don't even know how they're proving this three years later. Because usually they have to have some kind of physical evidence, right? Correct. But but they've got some kind of smoking gun because he did get indicted. It it, it went in front of a grand jury and he's going to go to trial for it. So I don't know how. It's It's a little confusing at the end of the day, but I, but there's some kind of smoke and there's definitely going to be a fire in the off season. Cause he's got to answer to this. And if he does get acquitted is all forgiven, does he get to come back and play? And if he's found guilty, what is, how, how long is the, is the sentence? If it's any length, his, his career is over. Even if it is a lighter sentence, let's say he, let's say, let's say he pleads it down. A lot of teams aren't going to want to touch him. 
I could see him almost, even if he is acquitted, I, I know you got to give guys chances, but we've seen sports hold it against people before. I could see since he's a backup lineman, this could be it for him. This could be the end, one way or another. Yeah, and the mugshot that I saw of him doesn't look like he's in particularly great shape. Mm. I mean, he kind of looks like me with his shirt off. I'm like, dude, can you do a push-up or something? <laughs> well, maybe that's why he's a 25-year-old. Like, God, man. You look like me, and I'm almost 50. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why he's a You're an NFL player, so I'm sure you're in a little better shape. But I bet you if I got the first shot in, I'd, I'd at least have a puncher's chance in this in, in, in this brouhaha. <laughs> <laughs> An old pub fight, they call I mean, that one. I mean, I mean, but you know, most of these NFL players, man, you know, you see him, you're like, that dude's Jack, that guy. You're like, wait a minute. I, I had a double read. I was like, who is he? Does he play for the team or is he, was he like the trainer or the, or looks the, like, or, or the uh, I'm sorry, not trainer, uh, equipment manager. Looks like a long snapper with a bear belly. Yeah. If that <laughs> kind of dump looking, what are your uh, jeers for the week? Do you have any? I do, and uh, I want to say jeers to the Denver Broncos. They obviously don't know what they're doing when it comes in terms of the coaching search. It sounded like they wanted Harbaugh, and then all of a sudden they flew out to visit Harbaugh, and he didn't want them to. And then they claimed they wanted Sean Payton, and then they go, hold on, hold on, D'Amico Ryans. They look desperate at him last second, all to end up with Sean Payton and giving up more draft capital to pay him $25 million a year. I just, I don't know what they're doing sometimes. I mean, he is a good coach, but the process they went through and the amount they had to pay for him, to me, that gets a jeer. What about Joe Mixon? you see this story? I was going to list him as well. I know you talked about him earlier, so I was like, eh, but I was going to list him. That was my next choice. What's he doing? He's, he's, he's pulling on a firearm and threatening someone right before. The, it was like the day before the Buffalo game. And I was, I was in downtown Cincinnati last year. I know exactly where that spot is at, and uh, it's a pretty populated area. So you know, I'm not, I'm not surprised that someone at least allegedly seen it. All they had to say was downtown Cincinnati. And I'm like, Mixon, what are you doing, man? Like, what are you mm-hmm. doing? Mm-hmm. The I game before that, this news breaks after they're eliminated. <laughs> Would we have known about this if they were going to the Super Bowl? Mm. Mm. Huh? <laughs> huh? That's a good question. Me. Yeah, and the thing with Mixon is this isn't his first slip up either. And he seemed like he did turn the corner and uh try and better his character after his college incident, but uh sometimes things happen. I know uh he, he, people in the locker room claim to like him, but now this is two screw ups and he's entering free agency as well. Cheers. Um I'm going to give, if you haven't seen it, this is not sports related. Don't care. If you haven't seen it, the Pez outlaw, it's a, it's a documentary on, I believe Netflix. It's really interesting about what this guy did to bring illegal Pez dispensers over. It's, it's too long to explain. You got to watch it. It's a very unique guy. And this, in the, in the lengths that he went to, to, to run an illegal Pez dispenser ring into the United States and the, every character in there is just an oddball. It's very Tiger King-ish. 
Like the, just the, the characters involved in this. I love Pez. I, I got a cheers, but I loved Pez back in the day as well. So I'm going to have to look into that for sure. My cheers overall is a little bit of a smaller cheers, but it's still a cheers. Uh, the Houston Texans finally seemingly doing the right thing, hiring D'Amico Ryans, who uh, it was kind of funny when he played for them, he sued the organization. So cheers to them for seemingly patching up a soured relationship and getting, if not the hottest coach on the market, one of the hottest coaches on the market. Cheers to the Texans after uh, two one and dones. It seems like they have their coach for the foreseeable future. Got an appointment to make, so we got to jam out of here a little earlier. Uh, what is your walk-off? My walk-off is this, brother. You enjoy the next week. Uh, you consume the sports for me, and uh, when I get back, we'll catch up, and uh, you let me know if any good stuff happens. All right, brother. Be safe, and uh, just be careful what you eat on, eat on those things, man. <laughs> <laughs> also, do me a favor and uh, – when when you get back, we want to hear what has changed pre-pandemic to post-pandemic, what they're like. Like, is there, you know, the buffets, do they still exist? Uh, is Do people actually obey the sneeze guards or, or they started getting lax again? And I'm your man for that because I went January 2020, May last year now, so I'll report to you. All right, brother. We'll see you when we get back. When uh, Everyone keep it locked in here. First name sports on the way. Sports Map Radio. We'll see you on Monday. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM WQEE, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports. Something of the 5th of September. Something of the 5th of September. She said a lot that I can't remember. Something of the 5th. Gonna get another.